means that Game On is here with us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining myself this evening. And, of course, the great and powerful Speedy PD is next to me. Yes, I am in the actual WWSRN studio this week. I figured, you know what? Errol's not here. I'll just sneak on over, you know, eat some food while I'm here, hang out. I would have a couple of drinks, but he definitely does not have that in his house. That is for sure. So, I mean, that's just a fact. We've got a great show for you, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we have Greg Kaplan joining us at 630. He is the co-host of Blue Shirt Breakaway Podcast. So, he's going to join us to talk all things New York Rangers and their debacle in Detroit last night. What a disgrace of a performance that was. It was awful. That We're going to get into a lot of topics. Got a lot going on, of course. Uh, obviously, the elephant in the room is the Patrick Kane news. We're, we're just waiting for that shoe to drop. Um, it's probably not going to happen. You're hearing different things, and we'll talk to Greg about it at 6.30. You're getting different topics, different things. You're hearing different thoughts. Can it happen at 6.30? You know, can it happen at 6.30? Can it happen on Sunday? Can it happen on Thursday? There's a lot of cap stuff that has to be done. Obviously, when the Jake decision and the Vitaly Krasov news broke yesterday that they were not going to dress, that was basically they were keeping them out for reasons. That's kind of when you knew something was up in that matter. So we're going to have Greg on at 630. He's going to be the first guest ever here on Game On, which is also a guy to thank Speedy for that, of course. And you can check out my show and other wonderful shows here as well on WWSRN. Check us out on WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And check us out on our free app. Just type in WWSRN on your iPhone, Android. It used to be Worldwide Sports Speedy. For the Android, you would have to type in Worldwide Sports. But now you just type in WWSRN on the Android, and it pops right up. So mm-hmm. it, it, I, I found out a couple of weeks ago because people were telling me, I can't find the app. Where is it? I don't know where. Why can't I locate it? And and also, by the way, because I, I'm not going to play around with my phone tonight. Uh. Speedy is going to chime in and read the comment. Not all the comments. He's going to read the comments that are, you know, actual plausible with the show. We're not going to have, you know, a Jeff Errol snug three-way dance going like we did last week oh, with the God, comments. Yeah. I mean, the comments just went off the rails last week. And that's I got – Speedy heard it in my tone. I was getting really angry because that's not what it's about. It's about this show. It's about – talking about the topics we're talking about sports here and then we're getting personal with each other that's not what the comment section is about y'all gotta understand that. i understand you you know yeah beef that's fine deal with it on another show deal with it on the loud mouths deal with it on something like that not on this platform i, I don't want that not at all and i like jeff i like snug i like errol the the, the beef's gotta you know we, we, we gotta can that that's got to be squashed, but that doesn't concern me. It's not my business. I'm not involved in that. Uh, Jeff is snug, supposedly like me, so I guess I, I'll accept those compliments. That's for sure. And we know Speedy's a, a massive favorite here at WWSRN. And I always say this. I know Errol always says this, too. He is WWSRN. you got to understand the stuff that he, this man does behind the scenes. I picked him up. He went to see his family this week. So I picked him up from the ferry today. did him a favor. picked him up from the ferry, and I bought him dinner later. And we're trying to get back to Errol's house, and then he says to me, yeah, this, none of this way looks familiar at all. And it turns out, 
when I did the correct turn, the one that I missed with us, I did it coming back here because I only live like 10 minutes from Errol. That saved me like six or seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So that was brilliant. Where, that was where the screw up happened. 100%. That is where the screw up massively happened. I will take full responsibility for that and everything and so much more. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of the Jets and the Derek Carr situation. Now the Raiders are supposedly out on Aaron Rodgers. They said they're going to work with what they have. So likely means you're going to probably see the Raiders draft the quarterback if they can. And you're going to see Raider fans. A lot of Jarrett's did them. So you're going to have to uh, get used to that. You're going to have to have fun with that. Because uh, Mark Davis does not want to pay the money. He's already paying, I think, two other head coaches right now. That's why he's not firing Josh McDaniels. Um, you know, the, the Tennessee Titans are making all these different moves and everything like that. But again, before we get to all that in the Lido spot, you can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. And if you want to see the wonderful content, go on Snapchat when Arrow posts things and ask speedy, amazing questions. They're fantastic. It's great content, especially when you're just like hanging out and have nothing better to do. You just watch it. It's more so just it's speedy. The, the, the questions are obviously the most random things possible. We know this. It's more so just Speedy's reactions. And Speedy, no matter what the question is, it could be a yes or no question. And Speedy will attest to this because I've worked with Speedy for a while now. I always give Speedy a yes or no question. Speedy never, I think, has ever once, in all the years I've known him, I've known him for a couple years, has never given me a, a yes or no answer. There's always an explanation and an analytical answer to everything first before the yes or no happens. And then I'll snap at him after I say, "Just give me a yes or no." <laughs> like right, like I, like I could say to him, "Is Derek Carr gonna be the quarterback of the Jets?" And he and he won't say so. He'll go, you know, I definitely think that's probably what's gonna happen. I could see that going on, and then he'll say it, does, and then he'll give me reasons why it makes sense. But all I'm asking for is just a yes or no. That's all it is. By the way, your mother is in the comment section saying Caleb is watching. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Yes, Caleb is at my parents' house tonight. They wanted a uh, an overnight watch, and Melissa and I were happy to oblige with that. Um, he's starting to talk more, and a really quick story: he's starting to, to talk a lot more. And today, I'm driving him to my parents in the car. He now, when something goes wrong, he says, "Uh oh!" When something goes wrong. Something goes awry. He says, uh-oh. He dropped his toy. We were 20 minutes away from my parents' house. He dropped his toy in the car seat, in between the car seat and the door. And I'm on the LA. I'm not pulling over to get a toy. Like, that's just, that's, no. that, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> and he's going in the car. He went for 20 minutes straight. He's going, uh-oh. And then he one time he goes, dad, dad, uh-oh. And I said, I said, my, literally my re- exact response to him was, you win some, you lose some. You lost it there. You didn't win that one. So definitely talking a lot more than he is. That's for sure. But like I said, we have a great show lined up. We're excited to have Greg on. Uh, but right now, let's get to our leader spot right now, Speedy, and let's get to it. And, of course, the elephant in the room is the New York Rangers and this Patrick Kane situation. I feel so professional being in the studio today. It's crazy because usually when I'm, I'm in my house, I have my studio set up. You've seen it before. I'm on my bar stool. I'm doing it that way. But this Patrick Kane news, right? couple weeks back, the Rangers got Vladimir Tarasenko. I'm going to talk more with Greg about this. And Speedy, I think it was actually you that I texted as well. I said, I think they're going to probably get Ma and call it a day. Mm-hmm. I said, there's no way. And then I remember I was talking to Errol on my car ride home. And Errol said to me, I bet you they get Patrick Kane. This was two weeks ago. Yeah. And I said, no way. So this, that, that's, that's done. It's over. Kane was upset. Which I've never seen a person act the way he, somebody has after somebody else got traded to another team. I never, never, ever saw somebody act the way Kane uh, did. He was upset about it. He said, his exact quote, if I'm not mistaken, was, and I could, I could butcher it. I think he said, well, it's not the happiest I've ever been seeing a trade. Yeah. So, which, to me, I found that to be fascinating. I found that to be interesting because... Clearly, Patrick Kane has his sight sets on one team, and that's the New York Rangers, because he gets to play with one of his best buddies in Artemi Panarin, which that's why Tarasenko wanted to play on the Rangers, because Panarin's there. It seems like Panarin's a very popular person, right? I mean, you know, maybe one day he could get Alex Ovechkin here. I doubt it, because they both have different <laughs> political beliefs as well, but you know, we're not going to get into that. Um, the point is, 
the New York Rangers, it is a very big possibility. And we saw the Boston Bruins trade. Um, Speedy, what were the details of the trade they got with Washington? It was one of the guys I wanted was for the Rangers. Garnet Hathaway. Hathaway was the guy I wanted. Yeah, for the Rangers. a physical winger, and it was uh, Dmitry Orlov, who's a veteran defenseman, got sent to the Bruins yesterday. Yeah, yeah and I, you're right. Hathaway is that kind of grinding winger that you definitely. They were never going to trade in the division with the Rangers, though. Yeah, that was never going to happen, and I knew that wasn't going to happen. But ha- that's a great move for the Boston Bruins. That just completely lengthens their line. And the thing about Hathaway is. The key word there, there that's being said, he's a very he's putting up better numbers than he usually does. One, but two, he's a physical he's a physical uh, forward. That's the biggest thing with him. Orlov is going to fit on there, probably their third pair and everything right. like that. That's where he'll go. But Hathaway's the big get for them because the Boston Bruins are already a very physical team as it is, and now you add that depth to their third and or he's probably going to be on the third line, I would think. Because he's earned those minutes here. He's done well with Washington. And I look at where the Boston Bruins are right now. The Bruins are the favorites. They have the clear Pats Vezina Trophy winner in Olmark, Linus Olmark. And then you have Jeremy Swayman, who's the backup, is having a fantastic season. This is like, um, I want to say this was like 2015 with the Rangers. Where the Rangers had Lundqvist and Talbot just mm-hmm. having unbelievably great years. And then they had... Who was the third? Oh, my God. Who it was, was Magnus Helberg, I think. Was no, 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 no. It was, it, it was the third goalie. I forget what his name was. He was a no-name guy. If you want to look it up after 2015 goalies. He had red hair. He was a horrible goalie. But he always played only the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, that was Magnus Helberg. No, it was not. No, yes, it was. No, it Look, was yeah, 2015, 16 Rangers goalie stats. No, you got to do 2014, 2015. Oh, 2014, 2015. Yeah, okay. you got to do 2014, 2015. When you do that, and there was. He, oh yeah, here it is, Mackenzie Skapsky. Yes, Mackenzie Skapsky would always play. I think he only played two games that year. He played two games, a .5 goals against average, both against, 78%. Both, both against, against the Buffalo. Buffalo Sabres, and he beat the Sabres every single time. And it was the funniest thing on the planet because it was always – they had a graphic once on um, when when NBC Sports was called the Versus Network, if you remember that. And it was they were comparing all three goals together, Lundqvist, Skapsky, and Talbot, and they were ridiculous numbers. And it was just the funniest thing. That's how the Boston Bruins are with Olmark and Swayman. It's literally become that. And then you <laughs> getting Hathaway, Orlov is a nice piece. He's not what he was a couple of years ago. He's, no. he's different depth. He's not what he was four or five years ago, Dimitri Orlov. He was a very good defenseman four or five years ago. But getting Hathaway there was a huge move. And to me, the thing that I'm looking at is with the New York Rangers right now. Um, and they have not played well the last. They've lost three straight. Uh, they lost a tough one to Calgary, which they came back again. The problem with the Rangers lately, and I said this speeding on the car ride when I was driving him here, is the problem is they're getting, they're going they're, they're they're down early every game, and they're playing catch up, and that's not something that the Rangers can afford to do because the thing is they have the offensive firepower to do it, but you can't constantly be down like they were against Edmonton, like. I knew they were going to come back and win that game against Edmonton. Because the one, Edmonton has no defense. But also, they were just firing shot after shot after shot in that third period against Campbell. And the thing is, they did it against Carolina, too, where they just they just slaughtered Carolina in the third period. Now, getting Patrick Kane is certainly not going to help them defensively. Patrick Kane is, when you look at the numbers... And I have him right here in front of me. And I know people are going to say, oh, you can't go by. He's on Chicago. I understand it's minus 23 this year is awful and everything like that. It is. It's not good. The thing about Kane is, and Speedy could probably test this, he's never been the greatest uh, defender as a forward. Hmm. He's never been that guy. Never. Um, Tarasenko is the same issue. Tarasenko is very sketchy defensively. That's always been the problem with Tarasenko. So you're bringing them both of those guys into this team. Now, what this does is this will lengthen the lineup, right? You're going to have Zibanejad. I would imagine Golan, although I can never read the guy because he changes lines every five seconds. You're going to have Zibanejad, Kreider, and Tarasenko. Then you would have Panarin, Trocek, Kane. You have the kid line of Hito, Kako, Lafreniere. And then what you do is you move VC down to the fourth line with Mott and Goodrow, which to me... 
that's probably on paper the best offensive team in the NHL when you look at it on paper. There's no denying that. That fourth line, as Speedy has said it, and I agreed with it when I was texting him, that's a fourth line that should that could be a third line on other teams. Um, the issue has not been the score. The scoring has been the issue the last few games, but the problem is it's not it's not been lack of effort. It's the shots are they're they're getting it, but they're outscored. They outshot Detroit yesterday. They completely outshot. I think it was fifty to twenty two against Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. It was a joke. Um, and then the the, the issue is. The goaltending has been very lackluster, and I'm going to bring this up to Greg. And I know Greg's probably going to say it depends on the playoffs, which is Sturkin. He's got a month to get ready. I, I've always said this. Hockey is like baseball. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So you got to just make sure that your guys are ready. Halak was so out of sorts yesterday, but the team just didn't look – the team looked flat. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to make the excuse of the whole Kane rumors – if you want to use that excuse, fine. Nobody on the active roster is getting traded. So you really can't – like Gallant used that as an excuse today. Of course, it's a distraction. You can't use it as a, as, a, as a distraction. You can't. And I'm going to bring up an interesting question, and I'm not going to say it now. I want to, I want to throw it at Greg at 6 I asked it to you, Speedy, in the car, and you said that was a very interesting question. You actually had a tough time answering it. It was about the Rangers – and you'll know what the question is when I ask it to Greg later. I think you're thinking about it now. You remember it now. Uh-huh. And you even said that's a great question because you didn't think about that. No. And the, the, I'm going to bring this up to Greg. Um, you know, so, so the issue's been Shesterkin has been has an 895, I think, save percentage in the last few weeks, which is not good. And then what are the comments? I see you smirking over there. What are they saying? Snug says, which Jets team will win a championship first, New the York or Winnipeg? New York or Winnipeg. Winnipeg. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. It's like Mike Francesa. And then the second problem has been the defense. Um, mostly it's been the Keandre Miller-Jacob Truba pairing. Truba has, I don't care what the numbers say, Truba's not been good this year. He's been awful. He came to the Rangers as a top 10 defenseman. He's His skill set has completely, I feel like, completely regressed from what he was with Winnipeg. Completely regressed, in my eyes. Keandre Miller was having a very good beginning of the year. He was taking that next step. He was great. And he struggled the last few games. Lindgren and Fox have been good. The problem is, and even Mikola and Schneider have been very good, too. That's the problem, right? Everybody wants the Rangers to break up Truba and Miller. Here's the problem. You break those guys up, you're messing up the other two pairs on defense who have been good. The issue is, again, is every goal that's happened in the last few games, it's like Miller and Truba have been on the ice. And it's constantly been the same issue where Truba... Don't don't kill the messenger here. There's been plays where Jacob Truba is looking like Nick Holden at times, where he's just mm. standing there. He's just standing there, and he's not doing anything. He's in the wrong spot. To me, that's an issue. We'll get more into that with Greg after. Second part of the leadoff spot, the New York Jets. Well, Derek, uh, Aaron Rodgers has come out of his darkness. He lasted three days there. And by the way, and I've said this on my show, I think the people that mock him for this, by the way, shame on you. Some people do. Some people go. This is how they cope. It's it it it's it's spiritual to him. I find nothing wrong with it. Personally, if I was in a, if I was in darkness for three or four days, I wouldn't have to know what time it is. I could think to myself, I would everything like that, everything in that nature. To me, I would find that to be. A very, very positive experience. In my eyes, people are going to call me crazy now. But my biggest thing is this with Aaron Rodgers. So he does ayahuasca. Who cares? Who cares? Is he bothering anybody? Is he affecting anybody? Is he hurting anyone? He's not. He's doing a spiritual thing. People are coping with certain things. He's not a stupid person, Aaron Rodgers. He had one of the highest scores in the history of the Wonderlook test. For the draft. He's been the host of Jeopardy. He's not a stupid person. He he really is. And by the way, when he makes fun of Rapport and Schefter on the McAfee show, when he says, my inner circle, they don't know anything about it because I have a tight one, he's probably right. Because guess what? 
Rappaport reported he was going to the darkness the Monday after the Super Bowl. He didn't go in until Friday. In the end, it's who knows what at this point about Rodgers. As far as Derek Carr goes, listen. If the New York Jets feel that Derek Carr is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback with him on the roster, then just sign the guy. If that's how you if you feel that Derek Carr is you're going to say you can win us the Super Bowl and you could be a Hall of Fame quarterback with us, what are we waiting on? What are we doing? Like what are, I'm I'm looking at Carr's numbers right now. People, you know, give him a lot of flack. Every year except for 2017 when uh by the way he was having a dec- he was having a really good year got hurt if i'm not mistaken or was that 2016 2016 it was the end of the season <clears throat> he got hurt and then 2017 he didn't start good because of that he yes. was still recovering so when you look at that he has thrown for near 4000 in 2014 his rookie 3270 2015 3987 3937 3496 when he was hurt still 4049 4054 4103 4804 nearly threw for 5000 passing yards and then this past year 3500 he has a career completion percentage all right here it is i'm going to where is it i got to find it see this is the thing what this here it is he has a career near if you want to round it 65% completion percentage that's good that's very good his career TD to interception ratio, it's 217 to 99. To me, everybody's going to throw the, the stat of he's not a warm weather quarterback or he's not a cold weather quarterback. I mean, what, when you played the Broncos when they were really good on defense? Or when you played the Kansas City Chiefs? Like, is that what we're going to go by? I mean, what are we. And again, this is me saying this if the New York Jets really feel like he's a Hall of Fame quarterback with them, then just sign the guy. Just sign him. Get it done. Let's start recruiting guys here. Let's get things going. That second part of the Lido spot. And then my last and final part before we go to a break, Manny Machado in the news again. He is the first ever player to start a count 0-1. He didn't meet the time requirement today in the box. The umpire checked the watch, called it a, called a strike on him, and he started the count on one. And I find it's fascinating because this is what's going to happen probably for the first month. Batters are going to have to get used to it, but even more so pitchers too. Certain guys and their one-ups are going to have to change drastically, get the ball faster to the plate. I think it's it's 15 seconds with nobody on base. And then 20 seconds when they're on when base. There's on, when yeah. there's a guy on base. And I think they only get a minimum – of two pickle, I think mm-hmm. two attempts. Two. Mm-hmm. So, um, I watched the video today. Machado was confused. Um, I would be too, because I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, "This is what's going to happen the first couple of weeks of the baseball season." And I understand Major League Baseball is really trying their 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 hardest to really, you know, cut down this time limit and stuff like that. They are, but you. There's got to be, like, it's good that they're practicing it now. I'm wondering if they're going to do it during the Baseball Classic. I don't think they will. But we'll see what happens. Um, I be- I'm sure Greg is here, mm-hmm. waiting, ready to go. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the co-host of Blue Shirt Breakaway Podcast, Greg Kaplan, is going to join me here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. This is Game On. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Game on! Game on! We're back! You're listening to Game On with Josh Silverberg. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the second half of Game On right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Again, you can check us out on WorldWideSportsRadio.com and download our free app. Just type in WWSRN. Well, we have the first ever guest here on game on so this is a big deal let me tell you something i even i messaged him the other night i said you know i wanted to formally introduce myself (laughs) and and i don't know if you heard the show earlier which i I, i'm kind of hoping he didn't because that way i could throw some interesting questions at him and i want to give anything away to what maybe he's heard and give him some you know tidbits on maybe the questions he might have heard so i have a few questions for him he is the co-host 
of Blue Shirts Breakaway Podcast. By the way, doing very well. I believe it's 31st right on, out on the Apple Podcast list after I just checked it out. I could be wrong about that. Uh, we usually, for hockey, we're usually top 10 the day we release on Tuesday mornings. But it's Friday, been a couple days. People have released episodes before us. So it, it it's one of those weird things where it drops you down the list unless you're releasing something every day. But yeah, I, I'd say firmly, usually firmly top 10. I love it. And ladies and gentlemen, that man that you're listening to right now and you're hearing is Mr. Greg Kaplan, a big Ranger fan, just like myself and Speedy Petey. Greg, what's going on, man? Everything good? Everything's good, man. Having a good night. Uh, no drama today, so that's awfully nice. <laughs> Not yet. No Not drama yet. Well, yet. I, we, I think we're good for today. Tomorrow, we'll see. That's today what I'm thinking, good. too, because I already told Speedy, I said, listen, just an FYI, I said, if you, as long as you have a sound that has a breaking news buzzer sound or everything that's going <laughs> off, just have it prepared, because I've had... I forget. I, I I think it was my first or second episode. I had a bit of breaking news. I forget what it was, and we didn't have anything prepared for it. So I had to like stop what I was doing. It was the Kyrie Irving thing. It was the Kyrie Irving thing, and I threw my script on the floor. Oh. I had my whole script of what I was going to do on the show, and I just threw it. I said, "Well, that ends that." So that's <laughs> the end of that debacle. Um, but listen, Greg, we're happy to have you on, man. We're excited to talk uh, Rangers hockey, and I know obviously. Everybody wants to hear about the elephant in the room, and we'll get to that in a second. I want to build up to that, right? We don't want okay. to just jump All the right. gun for that. Hey, that's the beauty of radio, man. It's called Ex- the tease in the industry. Exactly, because the problem is everybody's going to hear the first thing, and then they're going to tune out. I don't want that. I want to hear. I want the whole interview to be played out and ready to go. First off, how are you doing? How's your family doing? Everybody good? Everybody's good. Nothing crazy to report on my end. So that that's uh, with with the Kaplan clan. You know, it's fifty fifty, touch and go every day, but. Today, nothing but good reports from what I've understood. I always say it. No news is good news. That's exactly. how I view it. Exactly. That's how I view it. And the uh, I didn't even tell Speedy this. I was going to tell him this. Uh, Caleb got his first, uh, during Christmas, got his first Rangers jersey. Ooh, my grandma, the name on the back, though? That's the big it question. It is, because it's only like, I wanted Chesterkin for him. My mother-in-law is a huge Ranger fan, so she... Yep. There was only one person. There was only one player in his size. He's, he's, he's a one-year-old. They only have Panarin. So he okay. got he got right. Panarin, which but again I'm a Met fan too. So what I did was I saw the players he could get, and I said, you know what? Let me get him this guy because by the time he outgrows it, he's not, I got him Scherzer because mm-hmm. I said by the time he outgrows it, Scherzer's not going to be on the team anymore. So it doesn't even yeah. matter. That's the point of it. Like Panarin, you know what I mean? That's how I viewed things with it. But I wanted him to have Shesterkin, but the way Shesterkin has played the last few games, maybe it might have not. Maybe that was a good idea. Maybe not to go that right. But oh I want, come on! I wanted You're... to start with that with you because I, right. you know. No, I did want to try, and I knew, and I told Speedy, I said, I'm going to throw this at Greg right away because I knew he was going to do this because I listened to his podcast <laughs> at times. And that's how I know how he's going to act like this. And listen, mm-hmm. Speedy knows this too. I was one of the biggest against Henrik Lundqvist guys ever. I wanted to keep Talbot. I wanted all that. That's how I was. And okay. Speedy knows that about me. And I said, if Shesterkin goes on this, has this trajectory that he's been on, Greg, he mm-hmm. could have a better career than Lundqvist. Now, that's asking a lot. That's asking a ton. Mm-hmm. But we've seen Shesterkin in the last couple of games. I believe it's an 895 save percentage. It's not been great. We see it. He didn't meet with the media the other night. He's very hard on himself, just like Lundqvist was. But Lundqvist would talk to the media. Shesterkin finally talked to them at Terrytown the other day during practice. I mean, you look at the 2.6 goals against average, which is very unlike Igor. Are you concerned about him at this point, or are you going to say, listen, he has a month to figure this out before the playoffs start? Because let's call it like it is, Greg. The Rangers go as far as he takes them. Uh, I couldn't be less concerned. Uh, to answer the, the more direct question, I, I, we're nuts if we're acting like goalies yeah. aren't allowed to have Three tough games, and that's essentially what it's been. It's been three games. Um, to say, I, I said this on our uh, OT episode earlier this week. It's Ranger fans are having a really hard time adjusting from last year enjoying the greatest goalie season possibly ever to this year simply having to root for a guy who is merely top three. Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's it's nuts to be. Uh, let, let me turn it around on your head a little bit here. Okay, let, go for let, it. let me pose it back to you. Yaro Halak started the year 0 for 0 and 5. Mm-hmm. Looked like absolute garbage. Yep. Where where were 
Where were you on Halak at that point? Uh, I was deeply concerned, but here's the reality. The reality was I knew the Rangers didn't have anything else because who were they going to get? Louis Domingue up? That's mm-hmm. I, I said they got to roll with it. I mean, okay. look, I mean that's wh- just where ha- I am. What happened? And he's figured it out. Now, he obviously, I can't fault him for yesterday because there was a lot of mishaps on that team yesterday. You can't yep. completely fault him for that. And, again, this this – I only bring up the Lundqvist comparison, and everybody always tells me I'm a Lundqvist hater. It's not that I was a Lundqvist hater. It was the fact that I just felt Cam Talbot carried them in that 2014-2015 season to that that uh, um what the 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 um, Stanley Cup run with the Stanley Cup run before he well, and then Lundqvist came the, back. That was the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, run. and then Lundqvist came back, and I said Talbot earned the right to play in the playoff, and then Lundqvist came back. He did because yeah, he I had a Ted. ridiculously great season. Yeah, it's Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, I, that's I, I what, it I, I mean, that's fans, what it is. I that's what it is. The Ranger fans that have been <clears throat> harping on Igor, to me, it's much ado about nothing. It's just like for, I act like we've been there before with goalies. Like even Hank had some tough games. Hank, as oh, great yeah. as he was. Wasn't 100% perfect on every night. I'd much rather Igor, who's played only three times, I think, in the last three weeks because of the the ridiculous two-week all-star break the Rangers had. Yep. Then they have, they've had multiple back-to-backs between then where Igor's not playing every game. And then after the back-to-back, they have three days off. Like, it, it's ridiculous. It, it's honestly kind of crazy he didn't play yesterday, in my estimation, because he's not going to play tomorrow and Sunday. And then the Rangers are off again until Wednesday, and they have another back-to-back yeah. Wednesday, Thursday. So of the next four games, realistically, he's probably only playing two. So it's just – it's to me a little crazy that the Rangers are going to go through this five-game stretch where I'm of the opinion if a guy's going through it, the only way to – you're not going to get through it by not playing. I, I, I'm that way with every sport. The guy's in a hitting slump. The guy's in a shooting yeah. slump. You have to just play your way through it, work your way through it. Because sitting on the bench is not going to correct the behavior. So this little stretch here that Igor's going through, to me, would be an opportunity to just get him even more time. Because, like we, I mean, I'm sure like you feel, next couple weeks here, next couple months before the playoffs, the Rangers are in. It would take a historic collapse for them to fall out of the playoff this year. Oh, yeah. Especially considering the teams behind them not exactly playing up to snuff. I mean, the Capitals have already called it a day on the season. The Penguins. They don't Tough. have the money to even be making additions at this point. They're chanting for Hexall to be fired at this point in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, it's, it's the Islanders, the Sabres, and the Red Wings. And one of those three teams is not going to be in the playoff picture by the time we get there. So the Rangers, I, I know we would all like them to be playing better, to have an opportunity to grab that two seed. It's just not that important. It really isn't. I just want and them to play the Devils. That's what I want. I want that first round matchup. I want yeah, the Devils I, matchup. I, th- I, I, think, I, think I know Ranger fans going. are scared because they don't want to lose. I think when you play a rival, people are always like, oh, I'm so scared to play. like I'm a Met fan, so people always ask me, Would you want to play the Yankees in a World Series? And I'm always like I always go to the notion of, Yeah, whatever. They already beat us once, so what if they beat us again? But if we beat them, it's awesome. It's the greatest thing ever. If the Rangers play the Devils, I mean I would I I'll enjoy it. A lot more, you know. I know they beat us in 2014 in the conference finals, but it's still like we also beat them a couple of years before that in the first round when Sean Avery was being a you know what uh, Brodeur and Brodeur took offense to it and everything yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried about. I, I'll I'll worry about playoff matchups when we get a little further down the road. I, I just think you know it seems like the Hurricanes are going to win the Metro yeah. every, especially if so one of the only thing that worries me is one of the Hurricanes or the Devils. We'll get Timo Meyer. So let's see yes. where Timo goes, and then I'll decide who I'd rather play in the first <laughs> round. Again. I think it's going to be the Devils, too, by the way. It would make the most sense in yeah. the world if it was, but I, I don't think you could rule out Carolina. You can't I, because I now that Pacioretty's on long-term IR, they have that cap space to now do it, and they have the prospect pack pool to, to do it Yeah, as well. and they also they, they have the front office that oh, yeah. they're fine thinking, all right, even if we can't sign Timo long-term, we'll take the bullet for one year sure. on a one-year $10 million contract. And he's either going to be great for us and we're going to make another run or we'll turn him around and get the assets back that we already gave up on him. They're, they are one of the more forward-thinking front offices when it comes to dealing with players on very short-term contracts. So I just – I don't think you can rule out the Hurricanes with something like uh, Timo Meyer. But listen, it, I'm, it should have been the Devils already. The fact that it I agree. When Hughes was out, yeah. I said they needed to do it. When Hughes went out, I said this is – it's a yeah. no-brainer. The, the fact that it hasn't happened yet, it at least brings up some concern, if I were a Devil fan, that it might not happen at all. I agree. We're talking to the co-host of Blue Shirt Breakaway Podcast, Greg Kaplan, joining with us. I want to 
we've seen now they I'll bring up the Kane question now as the elephant in the room, <laughs> obviously. I mean, how can we avoid it, right? Like that's the yep, facts. Yep. So they get Vladimir Tarasenko, right? I'll try to make a long story short. Two two weeks ago, I think it was about what two weeks ago they got Tarasenko. It was the middle, it was like a Thursday afternoon. Yep. At around it was, two, it was NBA trade deadline. Literally, it was like the, they they heard the Rangers heard the Knicks were trying to make moves for Zach Levine, and then the Rangers said, "Hold on, now, wait a minute, we want to do something fun." Yeah, um, Dolan Dolan sent a text <laughs> to the group the group chat he has with Leon and Drury and said, "I want headlines today." And Drury, Drury was the one who reacted. I was going to say because Drury's the only one that meets with the media. Leon is the guy that's like the uh, he's the phantom in the garden that hangs in the rafters and doesn't I know. come out. I, that's that's ridiculous <laughs> it's to me. I don't, I don't understand how NBA media is so savvy, savvy and smart. I don't know how they're letting Leon get away with. And not he has no. He he does the one-on-one interviews with Mike Breen on MSG, and they edit it out. That whatever does, they yeah, want that to edit out, yeah, which that is the most count. ridiculous. That's that state. That's state media. Like I, that's all that is. So that so they got Tarasenko, which I think you and I both could agree that was a, it was a great move. They essentially yep. didn't, they didn't give up anything for them. They gave up uh, a lower tier prospect. They gave up a fourth round pick, which could turn to, I believe, a conditional third, if I'm not mistaken, if they gather the yep. first round. They mm-hmm. gave up Sammy Blay, which, uh, in my estim- in my opinion, I've said this, I think the only reason why Tyler Mott didn't come back was because they didn't have the salary cap space because I think Blay, yep. if had a team option, and the Rangers picked up the team option, thinking, oh, he, he could come no, back it, and be it, strong. It went, it, what makes it even worse is it wasn't an option. They just straight up re-signed him for they, one that year. That's what they, I'm saying. It made no yeah. sense. And they said they could just have Mott back for like a million dollars. That's essentially what he signed yep. with Ottawa for, and it was a joke. And – they they give up one of the first round picks, which again could be a lower first round pick. It's the lower of the two. Mm-hmm. It was a no brainer move, right? We know this, you know we know he's a rental. He's not going to be here long term. Tarasenko, we get that. Yeah, and I I mean the it's not as fun to talk about Nico Mikola as well in that trade, but the Rangers did address oh, two needs. Oh, he's in one move. been the better of the two guys in my opinion. Him and Schneider have been fantastic so far. I'm just throwing it out there. Schneider finally has a legitimate partner and they're not going after Justin Braun. Who did they get yeah. from Colorado last year? There's I, no Nemeth. There's no Braun. I'm tired there, of no I was tired of there's the no Rangers, Harper. Greg. I was tired of the Rangers trying to fill that third defensive pair with a veteran thinking that a guy like Schneider or Nils Lundqvist when he was here and needed a voice. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not about that. Just get up good defensive guys. Stop getting these garbage veterans that can't skate or keep up the par with Schneider because Schneider can't do what he does. Not to yep. mention, Mikko is six foot four and he's over 200 pounds. He's a big – he's on the penalty kill doing stuff already. He's already been fantastic for him. He's, he's, he's been great. I, would, I don't think I'd go so far to say he's been better than Tarasenko, um, but they've both come in and they've both filled, a, filled their roles nicely. I, I – the day the trade happened, I shocked. It was just hard to believe they were able to get because again, not not only did all they do all that, the Blues took fifty percent of Terrace's yes, salary. I, yep. Um again, they addressed two needs in one move, and they only gave up the worst of the two first round picks that they already had. Uh you mentioned Hunter Skinner, not even a top ten no. Ranger prospect. You mentioned Sammy Blay, who had lost his lineup spot. <laughs> Didn't even score a goal with the Rangers. Yeah. So it it, it checked every box. And honestly, I Drury did that deal and would have said, cool, I've done enough. I will now go back. I'll dress our needs on the fourth on, on in the bottom six. I'll get us some guys to fill out this lineup, and that'll be that. The day the Tarasenko trade happened, you would not have been incorrect to assume the Rangers' big swings were done. That is done. not, you know, hindsight be what it is. And we are here now talking about a completely different top six winger who seems like he's coming to the New York Rangers. But Drury did the Tarasenko deal not thinking he was getting both, thinking that he got the cheaper deal of two options he liked equally. Yeah. And that's how Tarasenko ended up with the New York Rangers. And, and that's it. And, 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 you know, going back to, to the story I was saying with it was two weeks ago, we had that deal done, right? Yep. We had it all planned out. Um, I remember literally, I was like, I'm a teacher, so I'm, I'm done for the day. It's two o'clock. I told all my mm-hmm. classes, so I'm sitting in my office and I just see it pop up. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, you know? So I thought they were finished. I then texted uh, our, our the guy in charge here, our boss, Errol Marks here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. He's a big Islander fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said to me, I said, all right, the Rangers are done. And he said to me, no, they're not. He goes, how much you want to bet they go get Patrick Kane? I said, there's no way. He goes, I'm telling you, they're going to find a way know, to get Patrick we Kane. Don't, you know, the thing is, you don't even have to go back two weeks to say the Rangers weren't going to get Patrick oh, Kane. Oh, you, Rangers... you needed the reaction after the trade happened. I never heard a guy yeah. be that upset about somebody else getting traded to another team. <laughs> but not, not just that. It's just like the Ranger, if the Rangers really thought they were going to get Patrick Kane, they wouldn't have added Tyler Mott. 
like you make the Tyler Mott deal thinking you're just going to make bottom six additions yeah. to your roster between here and there. Yeah, I mean, Mott was on is on such a friendly enough contract, and it was Goche going out where you can still make the math work if you look really hard and you get some other teams to cooperate. But you don't make the Tyler Mott deal if you think you have to open up space for Patrick Kane. You make the Tyler Mott deal because you're just trying to take you're just trying to get more that, items off your checklist. Of course. So, like, I thought they were going to get maybe Bjorkstrand from from Arizona. I'm thinking Bonino maybe. Yep. Nick Benino, that That's who I went in the realm of. And mm-hmm. then when you hear, and I brought it up on my show last week or two weeks ago after the Tarasenko deal happened, I never heard a guy respond the way Kane did when he said – he was angry. He, he, he said, up well, he it's angry. not the happiest I've ever been about somebody getting traded to another team. Yeah. I can tell you that. He was really upset about it. And it feels like Tarasenko, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, and I, and I sent mm. this to Speedy. It feels like Tarasenko forced his way to the Rangers because of his no-trade clause, and that's where he wanted to go because Panarin was there. I feel like Kane is doing and utilizing that same effect of, I have a no-trade clause. Listen, I've given you guys three Stanley Cups. I've been as respectful – Pardon with the respectful part off the ice stuff we've had some issues with, you know, with everything like that, but we're not going to dive into that today. Um, you know, but I've been a soldier for you guys. I helped you win three Stanley Cups. I'm going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Chicago Blackhawk. Mm-hmm. This is what I want because there's no way the Blues couldn't have gotten more for Tarasenko. He forced their hand with that. Do you feel Kane is doing that same thing where oh, he's I think, basically saying, I, think, I want to play with Panera and that's where I want to go with the Rangers? I think Kane's doing it. Worse. To a greater extent than <laughs> Tarasenko did it. I, I think, I do, like, the Blues wanted to do well by Tarasenko because of all the things that have happened between him and the team over the last two years. He, got, he brought a cup to St. Louis. He was part of that core. He yeah. was the quote-unquote good soldier in the Blues organization. Uh, but I think the Blues wanted to do right by Tarasenko. He's always had an interest in playing in New York. He's really close with Artemi Panarin. Um, and I do think it was clear that Tarasenko had a, preferred destination of the Rangers. You don't say. <laughs> uh, but like but like if the Rangers really said no, we don't want Tarasenko, yeah. we're gonna go somewhere else. I think Tarasenko would have accepted trades to other teams. Kane has essentially told the Blackhawks, I'm going to the Rangers or I'm getting hip surgery. So you can either get something for me from New York or accept the reality that I am going to get surgery, go under the knife do what I have to do, and then walk as a free agent. Which Forget is crazy because he's still playing at, at a high level. That's the amazing well, he's thing. Had a, he's played at a high level the last week. I, I know. He wasn't like, doing great this year. He, is he, like was, a, having, he was having another bad season, um, and it, it just it does seem like the Rangers on his shoulder. and Kane got pissed off. And yeah. it's like, I'm going to show you what I'm capable of doing, and if this isn't enough for you, fine, so be it. I'm going under the knife. I'll see you on July 1. I mean, you have to remember, because apparently Toronto was another one, and he said Toronto wasn't that big of a deal, but what does he do? He goes and plays Toronto, and he gets a hat trick against them. So he literally no, but was I, just I, like... I, like... Again, I, <laughs> Tarasenko, I think, the Rangers were his number one destination. It worked out that the Rangers also wanted him. But if the Rangers said no to Tarasenko, I do think he would have accepted trades to other places. Patrick Kane is only going to accept a trade to the New York that, So you don't even think, like, if Dallas came to something or nope. Vegas? No. If he, he doesn't no to the go Islanders. to the Rangers, yeah. if he doesn't go to the Rangers, he'll get surgery. I think those are his only two options. And he's right tr- I think he's trying to give Chicago an out here where he's better than nothing and me just walking away and yep. not getting anything out of it. So it, it's They're not going to get a lot from the Rangers, but something from the Rangers is better than I mean, than I've heard nothing. Zach Jones' name thrown out there. I've heard... Kraftsoff could be yep. in the deal. Those will, those will probably be the two pieces, and then you're talking maybe a conditional pick that becomes a second if the Rangers do X, Y, and Z. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm at a point where I'm surprised if it's a first-round pick included. Um, I Because I, I think Chris Drury, from what we know about him, if a deal is too good to be true, he'll say yes. Of course. But he's also got no problem walking away from something if he doesn't think it's right. Oh, like, yeah. He walked, he walked away from um... Raquel last reason, year. He walked away from not, Raquel last year, and he wound up getting cop instead. There's oh, a reason yeah. why Jack Eichel isn't a New York Ranger. Yeah. One of the reasons is Jury wasn't a fan of the package that was being asked yep. about. And then he, but so, even that trade deadline last year, you remember all you heard all day was Raquel, Ricard Raquel, and the Rangers. Sounds like a perfect fit, perfect fit. Yep. And then they nope. walked away, and I'll say two minutes later, out of left field, Andrew Kopp is a New York Ranger, mm-hmm. and that wasn't even rumored throughout the entire day. And it was like, where did that come from? It was a complete segue. Like, yeah, he no, said, I'm Drury, not doing this. Drury is, a, is, a, is stubborn as a bull, and it benefits the Rangers in season where he – I just – he understands. Like, 
he doesn't think the Rangers need Patrick Kane. He will gladly take Patrick Kane <laughs> if you're going to give him to it <laughs> that on a fourth silver line, platter. Greg, becomes, that fourth line of VC the, it, Goodrow the and Mott, line, that's a third it, line. Yeah, the fourth line of Mott, VC, Goodrow is better than any fourth line the Rangers have probably had since... Brian Boyle was doing what Brian Boyle was oh, doing. Oh man, Boyle, Moore, and Dor- and Dorsett. That that one that yeah. got them to the final. That was it's, good. It, it, a thing Ryan and I talk about a lot on the show is we would just love to dream of the day the Rangers are skating their twelve best forwards on a nightly basis. And if they acquire Patrick Kane, they will be doing that. Their twelve best forwards will be the dudes on the ice every night. You'd have a top line. Mika Zibanejad will be playing with one of Tarasenko and Kane and, and Chris Kreider. The other one will be playing with Artemi Panarin. And it's just like your third line is the kid line or the boys to men line. That's been the best line the Rangers have had all season, <laughs> most, most, most consistent line they've had. Your top nine is relentless. No team is going to be able to take even one second off playing the New York Rangers in the playoffs, in a must-win game, in anything. Like, who do if you're a Ranger opponent, who in God's name are you putting your shutdown line and shutdown D pairing against? Do you put them against Panarin, Kane, and Trocek? Do you put them against Tarasenko, Mika, and Kreider? And those are your two options. And then whoever, you're one and two go against them. And then the kids come out on the third line and go helter-skelter on people after that? It's bananas. And then again, the Rangers will have their best defensive shutdown checking forward line ever with Mott, Goodrow, and VC on the fourth. It's, it, is, it is a lineup where they will be pushing their chips so far in that anything short of a Stanley Cup final appearance will be a disappointment. And the, But that's fine. That's what you want as a sports fan. Like, I am happy to have high expectations on my hockey. I got a few more questions for you, Greg, before we let you go. Sure. One is, um, I'm glad you brought that up with the Stanley Cup aspirations because I brought up a very interesting question to Speedy. Speedy's also a huge Ranger fan. And I asked him the question, and his response to me was, oh, that's a really good question. My question is this. If the Rangers get to the – obviously, they're going to get to the playoffs. They're going to be in the first round. Mm -hmm. Say, hypothetically, they get Kane. They lose in the first round. Does Gerard Gallant last? Or or, I I, – because honestly, Greg, there's a certain guy out there (laughs) that I would love – and I've been harping at it for the last year and a half since he was let go by another New York team that would gladly take the whole, the role of being the head coach of the Rangers and I think would ascend them to where the Stanley Cup aspirations are there, and that's Barry Trotz. Well, once upon a time, when the Rangers were not playing like a good hockey team earlier this year, there was a fateful 24 hours where as long as Barry Trotz's family said yes, I think Barry Trotz would already be the head coach of the New York Rangers. Um if the Rangers get bounced in the first round after trading for Tarasenko, Mikola, Kane, but even if they get out of the not, even even the first grade, what if they get out in the second round? They don't even get to the conference finals with all those stats. you got to be able are, to get there. We are fans of and we follow a team where it's not out of the realm of possibility, and it's not without historical evidence where they could fire a coach after winning a Stanley Cup. I I think regardless of playoff outcome, um. There seems to be some warming the last couple of weeks because winning solves everything. Of course, it heals all wounds. But yeah. I, if you asked me this question a month ago, I would have told you regardless of playoff outcome, Gerard Gallant was not going to be the New York Ranger head coach. I'm probably more 50-50 today. Um, but if the Rangers if the Rangers get swept in round, round one, he's gone the next day. If they have a bad showing... In round two, I think he's gone within a week. If it's a competitive but not quite beneficial Stanley uh, Eastern Conference final again, I think he gets his walking boot. And I, I do. I think the only thing that truly would guarantee Gallant coming back is a Stanley Cup sweep. That's it. That that that's the only thing where I, if that happened. If he gets to the Stanley Cup final and he sweeps a Western Conference team, that's what I, then I'd say, yeah, I think he's probably coming back. That's what I said, Speedy. I said but the same if, thing. unless that happens, I think the conversation is going to happen regardless of outcome. Because if I feel like Drury's in, not. I feel like Drury has this thing where he's basically telling you, "I'm giving you every ounce of pieces in this I, league to make this team a bona fide 
Yeah, just again, juggernaut. Just and think, if you can't even get out of the, if you can't win the Stanley Cup final, I'm sorry. Well, j- think of it from this perspective, right? So, yeah, the Rangers. Not only did they move a lot of chips in, and they trade a lot of assets the last two years to make this team as good as it is. With the cap situation coming up for the Rangers this summer, the roster is never going to be as good as it's going to be on March 4th this year. Just financially speaking, it's yep, impossible. Kane, Kane. Kane, Tarasenko, Mikola, the three of them, they all can't come back. You have to pay Phil Heedle. You have to pay Alexi Lafreniere. You have to pay Keandre Miller. You're going to have to pay Kako again in two years. The Rangers have a lot of Lindgren. – Ryan Lindgren's going to need a contract if you want him there. Yep. If you Another get Kane, yep. if you get Kane, it is the acceptance that whatever this window is, the talent on the roster will never be better or deeper than it currently is this season. So if you don't – win it all with your best shot you're going to have, well, then you have to find a different coach because this one didn't get you there. That's what I think Chris Jury is going to sell James Dolan on. Because, like, if if Gallant's not going to be able to do it with the absolute 100th percentile roster the Rangers are able to put out there, you think Gallant's going to be able to do it when the Rangers have to take a small step back next year? No. No. And that's the problem. I feel like this is the best roster – when it will get, it will it not was, get better than it is. No, if, and if, I when, when you look at it on paper, when you look at it on paper, you can almost meet the now that ninety four team was a special team, but they're not gonna. I don't no, they, know. They, they the Rangers. The, this the, Rangers this team doesn't depth, have Glenn. Like Glenn Anderson was awful. I don't care. Yeah, what anyone I know. Says. <laughs> I I've, know. I've, gone, I've gone back and watched the Eastern <laughs> Conference Final and the Stanley Cup. He was the Glenn, name I was gonna bring up. <laughs> Glenn, Ander, Glenn Anderson was a toad, man. That guy uh, stumped it up. Let me, the they're Rangers, not gonna have the depth that that ninety four no, team won't even come close to the depth. The that Rangers' twelfth best forward is going to be Barclay Goodrow. Like that, he's gonna be their quote yeah. unquote worst forward. A guy who's got two cups to his name, did a lot of great work in San Jose and Tampa Bay before coming to the Rangers, has done some nice things for the Rangers himself. That's going to be your worst forward, Barclay Goodrow? Come on. like that. I agree with that you. Roster, this roster is just too good. And then you I, take into account Igor in goal, Fox at the height of his powers, Miller at the height of his powers, Truba coming into form, mm. Lindgren healthy. Like I'm so just, glad you brought Truba's name. Well, he's the captain. He's my guy. I ride or die with Jacob Trouba. Oh man! I okay. So this is I got I got two more for you then before we okay. let you go. Then this is perfect. This is a perfect segue. I'm glad. See, I'm glad you didn't hear my intro. I'm glad you didn't hear my intro because I have a problem with somebody. Okay. I have a problem. I have a problem with Jacob Trouba. Of course, I have it a massive. Be, but... I have a massive issue with Jacob Trouba because the problem with Trouba that I've had is that and listen, I I bought his jersey. A week after he got traded here. Okay. Okay. Haven't won it once since I bought it. <laughs> That's a problem right there. It's my issue with Chuba is this. Mm-hmm. I feel like at times when I'm watching him on the ice, he's in the wrong place. He's always, whether he's, he's losing his guy on the ice, him and Miller the last few weeks. Let's call it like it is, Greg. And you know this is true. They've been the worst pairing of the three. The problem is... You can't break because Mikola and Schneider have gelled well, and you're not going to break up Fox and Lindgren. I, I, Why not? Why aren't you breaking up Fox? And uh, listen, I, I'm all for it. If they want to try it, I'm all for it. It's just Gallant won't do it. He he maybe will do it once in the third period towards the end, try it, out, and then goes right back to it because for some particular reason he will not break up the Fox Lindgren pairing. He I I can't remember him. Do, maybe I've seen him do it once or twice. But for some reason, I just feel like the last few games, especially, I mean, like, I'm looking at Truba's numbers right now. This year, four goals, 14 assists. But, Greg, he's a minus three. Oh, well, that, first of all, let's throw plus I know you're going to say plus minus is out. I know but, that. But, he, plus, but even still, but even, even Miller. But, in sports. But even, the, only, the only stat dumber than plus minus is the hold in baseball. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dumber. whip. I thought you were going to say whip. <laughs> no, whip, whip is I like whip. Stat. That makes sense. Thank the you. They play that at City Field makes, now. They do whip on the, the, on the hold, big board. The hold in baseball makes no sense. It's illogical. You don't even need to record an out in order to get a hold. So you're good with Truba. You're good with him. I'm good with Truba. He's playing hurt. Uh, we're gonna find out after the season. How about so. Miller and 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 how he's because he had an um, unbelievable jump to the season, Miller. And I feel like the Miller's last couple great. of games, I, I just I, I have a hard time I have a hard time relating to fans that are like unable to appreciate 
that Miller feels more confident playing with Truba and all oh, that more, I know more comfortable to explore yeah. different parts of his game because he's playing with Truba. Yep, like, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not, I'm not here saying Truba has actually been a Norris caliber defender. I'm not, but if we're going to compliment Keandre Miller with one hand, I think it's important that you understand his comfort level and confidence level playing next to Jacob Truba has allowed him to oh, absolutely parts of his game. Yep. So whether whether we're Truba fans or not, I I think there are some Truba narratives that are extremely lazy. Um, if I have to hear one more person talk about his contract, I, oh, I don't get into that nonsense. Yeah, Listen, no, he earned that just, he earned that contract when he played not, in Winnipeg. He that, earned when, it when he signed that contract. He signs that contract before the 2019-20 season starts when COVID nineteen. He was a top ten defenseman in the league when he when yeah, he got he, traded. He he signed that contract an eight mil. $8 million wasn't supposed to be the going rate for number one defense sure. when he signed that contract. The ca- the cap was supposed to keep going up. Yep. Money was supposed to keep coming into the sport. There wasn't supposed to be a pandemic. I agree. Any yep. contract signed before the 2019 season starts, you can't use it as an argument for why something shouldn't have happened to me. It, we're just supposed to be in such a different financial in terms of the NHL landscape than where we are. The salary cap's supposed to be over $90 million. The yep. Rangers were supposed to be able to afford players over this. People are supposed to be making north of $12 million a year now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the world ended there for a I second. I agree, and, yes. And, and it's just, if you want to be angry at the contract, it's just like, all right, go back in time and tell people that something was coming that was going to shut the league down and force people to play in a bubble. Like, they would have thought you were nuts, yeah. for lack of a better term. So, I, I hate the contract. He's, he's had a rough year. He's played better recently. Yes. Um, he's still... Probably, I mean, obviously, the most important voice in the locker room. There's a reason why. Well, there's a reason why he was picked the captain. The yeah, yeah. There's, they put the C on his chest. Yeah. Chris Drury didn't decide it. Gerard Gallant didn't decide. James Dolan didn't decide it. It was up to the players, and they slapped that C yep. on his chest. Yep. Um, I I've always been dreaming, and uh, I, I'm a big fan of Rob Luker on Twitter, who's big with Rangers advanced metrics, and I usually just tend to trust him in matters of this. Um, Miller Fox just provides so much intrigue and upside that if those two were playing together, it really does feel like the sky is the limit with that. And I just think if you're trying to create more of a shut down defensive pairing, Lindgren and Truba's games kind of go better hand in hand than Lindgren and Fox as crazy as that is to say, because of how dynamic Fox is on his own. But I don't know. I mean, if Keandre Miller feels most comfortable and feels like he'll play his best hockey next to Jacob Truba, I'm cool with that because Miller is taking his game to a level. Oh, I love what Keandre Miller has done. Yeah, I lo- so- I lo- you're allowed to have bumps in the road. You're allowed to. It's allowed. Like I Are said, you? Because you're really critical of Igor Shesterkin. No, Are you sure you're well, allowed to have wait, bumps in the road? Wait, not critical of Igor. First of all, I am as big of an Igor fan as your I don't know. No, Earlier, I am. I mean, Trust me on that one. You can add, Speedy, can you attest to that? Am I not one of the biggest Igor supporters out there? When he came into the league and I saw him his first few games, uh-huh. I said, I already could see this guy and I see a trajectory. And everybody just, call, everybody call me nuts. Everybody know, called me first, nuts. The first thing you said when I popped on was you were worried about Igor. I was, yeah, because I'm not used to seeing – since he's come into the league now, he's had uh-huh. spurts and moments. But I've never seen him like this and then not me with the media. That was the part of me that I said I was I a little concerned. I could, honestly, I couldn't even – like if players wanted to stop talking to the media tomorrow, me t- cool, great. That's my <laughs> Like one, I what I agree with say? you on that one. <laughs> but like, what, what was he going to say? Like, I'm angry. No, at myself. He, and then, and then like... he and then he met with them the next day, and he said he's yeah. as hard on himself as there anybody as possible. And I and that here's the thing: when Igor came into this league, I said the trajectory is I think he's going to be better than Henrik Lundqvist, and mm-hmm. I still I still stand by that. Okay. I'm not I'm not lagging at it any sort of way possible. I see this guy being cl- we saw it last year. He outplayed Vasilevsky in that game six that they lost to to, to Tampa. Yep. He outplayed them. He outplayed Vasilevsky in that series. And they just the problem was Vasilevsky made ridiculous saves, but Shisirkin outplayed him in that series. They just yep. once they were up in that series two nothing, and they had they were winning that game, and then the power play happened, and then that just changed the whole trajectory of how that series was going to go. I'm as Listen, let me tell you, I'm as I, I, was I, just, I was don't just have a, a bad time. Greg. Was, you won't you a find time. a bad. 
thing. I have never said a bad thing about you. Sturgeon, I, could, Speedy could I, attest I had to this, to too. I had to That's do it. A, hey, listen, I poked you. I poked was... you with Truba, and I still, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's about it's all fair game. But listen, yeah. we're, the key is we're both passionate Ranger fans. We love talking about the New York Rangers. That's I right. want to see the success that I'm going for. Before I let you go, two things. One, what is your – I'm just going to be silly asking you this. What is your prediction Stanley Cup final and winner? And number two, how can the fans reach you on social media and listen to your podcast? Well, I mean, even with Kane coming, I know I've already said anything short of a, a Stanley Cup run is probably not acceptable for the Rangers, but I'm not going to sit here and look at you and say the Rangers are a better team than the Boston Bruins <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. it's just not, it's My dad happen. is the biggest Boston Bruin fan, and he told me when, when the Hathaway trade happened, he's like, oh. You but not just get, Hathaway, you, Orlov, too. You, you, you oh want to get, he goes, you want to get Tarasenko, we're going to yeah. do that and get grittier. Good goodness gracious. Um, if if I had to say today, I would say if Mark Stone can get healthy before the playoffs, I like Vegas out I of the like West. Vegas, yeah. uh, and then I like the Bruins out of the East. And I The West the is Bruins wide open. The, the West is but yeah, wide open. Because the West, the, West, the West stinks. I know. It's horrible. <laughs> it's wide open. Which we knew, which by the way, I just wanted to say that for the fans that thought that Alexander Georgiev was going to go to Colorado and be this Vezina candidate, come on. Yeah, but wow. they've had a lot of injuries. No, they haven't. Now McCarr's out again. He's on my fantasy team. That's how I know he's yeah. out again with another concussion issue that he's got. Yeah, it it the, the West is just a mess. Like my God, imagine the Oilers can actually somehow get Eric Carlson and he <laughs> still doesn't help them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll go. I'll just go. I'll go Boston, Vegas, and I think Boston wins. But the, when listen, you get Cassidy, the, gets his former team though. I, that's what I'm yeah. hey, A lot of storylines. Wouldn't there. it be interesting um, if Montgomery, his replacement, beats him in the cup final? Wouldn't that be something? Oh. It would also be interesting if it was Boston, Dallas, and Montgomery's coming that's back to harm Dallas a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the beauty of adding someone like Patrick Kane is anything can happen in a seven game series, and all you need is a goalie to get hot to beat a yep. really good team. And the Rangers have a goalie who can get really hot and an incredibly deep roster if they have Patrick Kane. So while I, I the Bruins are going to be the best team in hockey when we get to the playoffs. The Rangers are going to have enough talent to beat them if the breaks go their way. Um, And that's all – honestly, that's all you can ask for in a season like this because Boston is just playing out of their mind. It is ridiculous. Unreal. Um, Yeah, and then thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Who doesn't love yelling about Ranger (laughs) hockey on a Friday night? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. You can find Ryan at O'RyanMead. I I fought both of you guys. Yep, so, we yeah. uh we do podcasts we record every Monday night. Been doing that for over 350 consecutive weeks at this point. It's completely insane. Uh releases every Tuesday morning. We do BSBOT episodes that you can access through our Patreon, patreon.com slash blue shirts breakaway. And then we've been dipping our toes into doing some live stream of Ranger games through playback. And we'll actually be doing one tomorrow afternoon for the matinee game, and you just go to playback. Dot TV, search Blue Shirts Breakaway. We're the only guys to pop up with that name. And you can watch us have complete meltdowns when people make defensive errors that lead to goals. <laughs> Greg, thanks so much for joining us, man. Seriously, please come on anytime. We'd love to have you on again as a guest. We'd love that we had a blast. Thanks so much for taking the time and doing this. All right, man? Let's go Appreciate Rangers. You, have a good one. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Greg Kaplan, the co-host of Blue Shirts Breakaway Podcast. Well, that was awesome. Thank you, Speedy. We are way over the time. That is a fact because we have other recordings that we have to do this evening. Um, for that, it's time for our buzzer beater. So let's get to it, Speedy. You did it even before I even finished, but thank you for that. I love that you're prepared and well-rounded on that one, Speedy. Thank you. And that is basketball is back, ladies and gentlemen, after a long, long li- – I had no idea the Wizards were playing the Knicks in Washington. I wonder if the Knicks and the Rangers traveled together. They're, and they're in Washington tomorrow, right, the Rangers? Mm-hmm. So they definitely travel together some sort of way, no? You think so? James Dolan's random private jet that nobody knows about. Uh, I'd probably take a bus. Take a bus from there to Washington. Yeah, it's too conventional for James Dolan. He couldn't possibly do that. What about if it was to Philly? They would have to bus then. Maybe. What about Brooklyn? Now you're flying from, where are you flying from? McGuire <laughs> to Kennedy? Like, what are you doing? No, no, no. James Dolan has some <laughs> underground subway yeah. that's just for him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I want to thank Greg Kaplan, of course, the co-host of Blue Shirt Breakaway. We had a blast having him on for sure. I love that we got into it a little bit with the Rangers and everything. that we had agreements. We had some disagreements. Listen, he's not going to get me on an ego shift and comment. And sp- Speedy, Speedy. You know this about me. I am one of the biggest homers 
when it comes to Shesterkin. But I'm also very hard on Shesterkin when I said he was almost the reason they lost that Penguin series last year. Mm-hmm. I am. Truba, listen, Truba's got a C on him. That's wonderful. It's not going to deny the fact that I think Truba is Truba. But, you know, hopefully he gets better. He better. At least in the playoffs. I mean, geez, dude. I mean, my God. I mean, you're going to say that like Nick Holden out there? Or are you going to do something? What are we doing? I mean, you know, come on. Was that maybe is that too harsh? Probably. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> Going to Nick Holden level. I, I only, Can you I, imagine if I said that to Greg? If I, I said he reminds you of Nick Holden, what do you I, think Greg would have done? The only one Greg I would have hung up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg would have left. I, <laughs> I think the only one we could put to Nick Holden level was probably Nemeth. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like literally like, I don't know. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We had a blessing to the fans. Uh, this really would have been a great week for the fans to call in because the fall lights are doing great this week because I'm in the studio. But, uh,. No, um, also, don't forget to check out the Weekend Crunch this weekend. Tomorrow, I am actually going to be uh, guest hosting with Errol out. I will be guest hosting with Speedy PD on that. We have a lot to talk about with Rangers, Jets talk conversation, baseball back, basketball, all this thing going on. Uh, that and so much more. Thanks to the fans for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate Speedy PD. As always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me in studio. This mm-hmm. was great. And ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to Game On here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.